pissing it down with rain. Welcome to Seti Sopo. This is a podcast where we work out what is the opposite of something that doesn't have a natural opposite. Opposite me. See what I did there? Well, no, every single time you do this and every single time we correct you. So let's let's say something else. Well, let's pretend that we're in a studio and that you're sat opposite me. Opposite Why? me. Because it would make it feel like more cosy and like real, like a proper radio thing. No, Why do we want to be a proper form? radio thing? This is the age of the internet, Simon. If it is a better time without all of your long wave bouncing around. We've got little optical fibres and... Um, but doesn't Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi use radio? I don't know what Wi-Fi uses. I assume it's like magic. It uses invisible wires. Oh, I don't understand this thing where they're talking about charging things without touching things, and I don't, I don't understand. Yeah, so you you put your phone down on a bit of coil, and then it gets all better in the battery. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mister Science. Yeah, I'm Mister. I'm Bill Nye, the science guy. I'm not. I'm really not. I don't have my own Netflix show for a start. You're too fat. I'm not actually. I I I right. I I've yeah. gone down to the lowest notch on my belt ever. 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 Except for my old belts that you know when I was a kid, but they all had like S clips and were were elastic it's an with stripes. So it's a clip. There's like an S, and it it clips over the other S. Oh, I know what you mean. Those ones that you sort of twist together and twist apart. Yeah. I've got a bra with one of those on. It's a bitch to get off. Oh, I can imagine, actually. Is it front clasping or rear clasping? <laughs> <laughs> You're a child. It is rear clasping. I don't have any front clasping bras. Well, there you go. So, this week is a listener special. Uh, we weren't here last week, by the way. My apologies. That was my because fault. I was Simon ill. Simon is ill all the time, but he's now on drugs, aren't you, Simon? I'm on a, a drugs. A, it's actually a, a cross between a malaria medication and a anti-acne medication. <laughs> so if I get bitten by a bee, I'm fine. And if if I've got very good complexion as well, I don't know why I said I don't know why I said bee. I know, and it's it's, it's confusing because bees don't bite. It's a very <laughs> Shakespearean way of um. Because, like, in Shakespeare, snakes sting. So, this week is a listener special. I I just said that before the bee thing. Yeah, you did. (laughs) I'm confused. Which is where you, our dear listeners, have suggested things for us to discuss and work out what is the opposite. Yeah, you sent us your suggestions. And some of them were suggestions to the opposite, not what we should do with various parts of our orifices. Well, that's true. You were actually you played along, which was good. So, Paul Gannon, who uh, you should know from your Z-List podcast. I do. Paul has appeared on the Z-List Dead List, and he is a comedian and radio person. He does radio, too. Does he? Yeah, and mm. his own podcast. The Cheap Show Podcast. There you go. He wants to know, what is the opposite of nostalgia? Ooh, uh, that's, that's the good, noise I it? made when I when I saw the suggestion. So that nostalgia. Nice. So let's let's work out what it is. Nostalgia is when you look back on something and you think, oh, that's exactly right. Yeah, it's a sentimentality mm-hmm. for the past, typically for a period or place with happy associations. It's formed from the Greek compound consisting of nostos, meaning homecoming. What? I think that was just nice the way you said nostos. Thank you. Uh, and algosh, meaning pain and ache. So that's an aching to be at home, I think is the best way to describe it. Nostosh sounds like some sort of exciting value meal. 
No, no, nosh nosh sounds like what you would um, jokingly refer to as oral sex. I know, Simon, but I didn't particularly want to cheapen it with that. <laughs> Why not? And Al Gosh sounds like a familiar name somebody would call Al Gore. Mm, yeah, Al Gosh. That's probably what Bush called him. Al Gosh. So, it serves a function or two, nostalgia. Uh, It's supposed to improve your mood. Not sure that's true, but okay. Increase your social connectedness, enhance your positive self-regard, provide existential meaning, and promote psychological growth. It's also a deception. It's like a a form of self-deceit about how, oh, it was all better in the past. Now, if I was clever right now, I'd talk about that book where a guy takes a sip of tea or a bite of cake or something and is transported back in time and it's written by a Russian. And the whole book is just that one moment, isn't it? Yeah, and I can't remember. It's a really famous book and I haven't read it. So I won't talk about that. Let's assume it was the the, the section the brothers Karamazov from uh, what's his name's book. It wasn't that. So what is the opposite of all of that? I reckon it's walking down the high street mm-hmm. when you remember you regret something in the past. You do that. Ooh, you know, oh, horrible, that like, horrible. Oh God, why did I do that? Yeah, why did I do that? Like I remember those ages ago, right? A mate of mine lent me her shoes, right. okay, because I didn't have any sports shoes. Uh-huh. So you pooed in them. She wasn't. This was a, a thing at school, right? So she basically, we were in a field trippy place. She basically lent me her shoes uh-huh. and I went to play the sport. I can't remember what it was with her shoes on because we had the same size feet. Uh-huh. And then everybody went to the bar and I went straight to the bar forgetting that she didn't have any other shoes. Right. So she was stuck without any shoes. Right. And then I remembered, and that's my oh moment. Can't believe okay, it. Okay, that's not No, but it's it's weird. It made me feel really bad. It's not. I don't know why. Not that awful. I mean, I killed a man, Simon, and yet it's this. <laughs> well, yeah, but you know that, but that, that man that's deserved like a real, it. That's a real like oh why why. There was, there's also a time when I was recording something and I said something as a joke and it got nothing. It was a like, you know, a TV thing for, you know, recording stuff about a hall or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I said a joke and everybody just looked appalled at me <laughs> and I explained the joke and they still look appalled and then said, should we carry on? <laughs> and somewhere there might be rushes with me doing that. One of my first experiences of stand-up comedy was when I was at school and that we, we had, like, Legs Akimbo come in, you know, like, from League of Gentlemen, those travelling plays. They came in and did a play and there's a scene in it where a guy goes in to buy a condom, bottles it and asks for anodine instead. Oh, I'm cringing even as I think about this. And my drama teacher asked me halfway through, can you go up and say thank you afterwards and ask a few questions because I don't think anyone's going to talk to them afterwards. So, I went, yeah, that'd be fine. And at the end of it, I got up and I, I walked all the way to the front. I was like, oh, I've got a, oh, I've got a joke. Ooh. And I walked up and I went, I didn't know anodin was a contraceptive. That's how I thought I said it. What I think I actually said was... And uh, no one laughed. And I'm bright red right now as I think about it. And this was like a room full of 200 of my peers. And everyone just looked at me. And I went, whoa, just give them a round of applause. Uh, And everyone went, okay, what the fuck? You're weird. I think I was at that gig, Simon. I remember. (laughs) You weren't, because I didn't. You probably weren't even live at that point. But anyway, so that's what I would say the opposite of nostalgia is. The moment we just go, oh, kill me. 
I'm going to call that the cringe monkey. Why the monkey, though? It's a monkey. It's on your back, isn't it? It's a monkey on your back. No, I don't know if it's on your back. I think it's hanging from your jaw. Well, it's still a monkey. I think it's hanging from your jaw and kicking at your heart. <laughs> yeah, it's maybe. got It's, it's got to little paws on the side of your mouth, right? Yeah, yeah. It's dangling, so it's facing your throat, so it might be headbutting your throat as well. Mm-hmm. And then its little feet are just tapping on your heart, going dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. Why does that make you red? It didn't make me red, it made you red. Oh, yeah, that's true. Anyway, the opposite of nostalgia is the cringe monkey. So, moving on. William Donoghue wants to know what is the opposite of the Large Hadron Collider. Small Hadron Collider. No, that's not the opposite. That's just a smaller version of it. No, Small Hadron Collider. It is run by the world's second best scientists. The second best scientists. This is a Phil Brown joke. This is a friend of mine who did a sketch show in Oxford a while back, and it was the best sketch. They had this world's second best scientist getting all excited about the Small Hadron Collider, which is in a shoebox, which they fought over. <laughs> it was very funny. That does sound funny. We used to wonder what would happen if you put a kitten in this large island. Well, no, small, Rebecca right? Watson um, actually took our question to Brian Cox, and he told us what would happen if you did put a kitten in a large hadron collider that's true you can hear that on probably an old episode of a podcast we don't talk about anymore mm, i think it was on an episode of um oh we didn't uh, actually do it on our podcast no 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 it was on um it was on uh skeptics, skeptics guide to the universe oh say that again it's on the skeptics guide to the universe that sounds familiar say it again shut anyway who's so... the voice well, you do a very good impression of the voice anyway shut shut anyway if you put, if you're interested, if you put a kitten in a large hadron collider, it would remain a kitten for a longer time than it would outside a large hadron collider. However, as you span it at the speed of light, it would get super massive. <laughs> wow, <laughs> a super massive, never aging kitten. Yeah, that sounds pretty it makes, cool. It makes me want to think CERN is not doing the right experiment. <laughs> it's not certainly not doing the right experiment. Uh, so I think of the Large Hadron Collider as, as a uh, Grand Prix where they're driving in opposite directions and inevitably something's going to happen. They're going to crash at some point. You'd expect so, but it's a Grand Prix, so probably nothing will happen. <laughs> That's true. Uh, and then they'll moan about how their tyres weren't good enough. Any excuse to do your one impression. Thank you. They don't even sound like that anymore. So that's true, they don't. They sound weird now. They sound like electric and weird. Um, but the reason I was mentioning that is I think that the opposite of a large hadron collider is a large hadron tennis court. Because you bat you could bat the hadrons back. <laughs> no, so with, with you're your colliding particles in order to see if they have got hadrons in them. They did have hadrons. They, had they did have hadrons. They well, had in the initial experiments showed that they were hadrons. Right. They're not the same as hardons before you go there. I wasn't going to say it. I, I, I had no intention of mentioning wheelies. I would say, you know, I mean, really, I would say the opposite of the Large Hadron Collider is something like our podcast, because mm. that also goes round and round in circles and doesn't produce any fruit. <laughs> Um, that's not bad. That's not bad. But haven't we done the opposite of Seti Soppo? What, what's the opposite of Seti Soppo? Oh, I don't know. You, you've asked me a question now. Isn't it Seti Soppo? Probably. In a sort of snake eating its own tail experiment. A robberous. I'd say, I'd say it's something going super slow in a straight line. 
Oh, something going super slow. Is that like my? I know what that is. My thought process. <laughs> or it could be some sort of bowling Ooh. or slow motion temping bowling. Could be. I think my thought process. No, no. No? Because the Hadron Collider goes wrong a lot, and so does your thought process. Yeah, but that makes them a similar thing, doesn't it? And also, my thought process is buried under Switzerland. (laughs) (laughs) So, what is there anything above Switzerland? Oh, is there anything above Switzerland? (laughs) Is it a Toblerone? Um... (laughs) A floating Toblerone. I think it's a floating, it's a giant it's not... floating Toblerone because that is the Large Hadron Collider, giant floating Toblerone. It's a giant floating Toblerone because it's, it's not Simon. a geometrical shape as well. I'm banging my gavel. It's a giant. No, you're not. <laughs> I am. The opposite of the Large be... Hadron Collider is the giant floating Toblerone. There we go. You're going to have to explain that. You realise in we're going to look back. We're going to find the opposite of the Large Hadron Collider in a few years, and you'll say, "Oh, we can't do it, Izzy, because I've looked in the wiki and it's a giant floating Toblerone." <laughs> yeah, what's wrong with that? That's how it works. Once it's in the book, it's in the book. Jamie Rivenberg wants to know what is the opposite of turning thirty. Ooh. See, 30, I don't think it's a big number. 32 is a big number because then when you're 32, you are the same age as Jesus and you can have sex with somebody half your age legally. In the UK, that is. Yeah. Must be 36 in America. That's weird. Maybe. Depends what state, doesn't it? Well, Jesus was 33, wasn't he? No, it's 32. (laughs) It's all arbitrary. We might as well just go with it. Yeah. So, the opposite of turning 30, I mean, is it not dying at 29 is it that'd be too depressing it's not a bad answer i know i mean it's a logical answer it's not a funny one though son <laughs> don't all have to be funny they don't all have to be funny but it's good because none of them are um so when you turn 30 what happens no really you're right 30 is not one of those like it's not like 18 or 40 or 65 it's not one of those. 21 or 21 even even 21 is a bit arbitrary yeah it's like 50 isn't it it's like mm. yeah it's just it's just like like my age whatever age i am is like age well yeah yeah Yeah. i dragged the whole of my age group down i think you're 30 uh... How do you? I'm 30. Don't even know, Simon. I'm 40 next month. No, you're not. I really am. Really? Jesus. I know. I know. How did that happen? Do you remember? I well, you didn't remember. You didn't know me then. When I was 20, I got really morose because I thought I was halfway to my midlife crisis. (laughs) Now I'm 40. Fuck that. That's bad. I know. I've always been a little bit depressed about my age and my face and my personality. Yeah. The thing is, Simon, at least you spread that around. Uh, yeah, 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 it's true. So I, everybody I... is, it's, it's fine. <coughs> Excuse me. That was meant to be a laugh. It came out of cough. I'm sorry. Well, at least you got your health. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to leave that gross cough in now just for the Yay. laugh. Um, so... I think it's uh, giving way at a stop sign. No. Why not? It's got nothing to do with it. No, that. it does, because you can turn into a 30 mile an hour limit. You can turn into more than a 30 hour limit. Yeah, quite. Turn into a 20 hour limit. Yes, that's correct Less. as well. Um, I, d- I just don't agree that's got anything to do with anything. Is it the idea of sitting down and buying a pension? That's the same though, isn't it? Really? I think it's something where you're close to a crisis, but not there yet. 
Right. So it's got to be where you're close to happiness, but not there yet. That moment of <laughs> ten seconds before orgasm, you mean? Possibly. <laughs> not maybe a bad not answer. even that far out. Oh, you think ten seconds is, is too far from orgasm? I still say it can go. Yeah, I still say it can go wrong in that ten you seconds. Could, it's not you a could lose orgasm. It. That is true. You the misery is definitely coming when you hit thirty. <laughs> So you just got to, you just got to, you just got to step back a little bit further. I'm sorry if you can hear my washing machine deciding to take off. I can hear your washing machine deciding to take off. It's fine. Um, so it was five seconds before orgasm. Yeah, I think that's unavoidable then. Five seconds. You don't think it could, it, it it's reversible at that point. <laughs> Hard to. It depends what you say. Oh, I don't want to know what what would have to be said to to lose the moment. So the opposite of turning 30 is five seconds before orgasm. There we go. That was part one of a listener special. We'll do part two well, next I week. Think, I think, I think, you know, I think it's, it's all good. I think we should encourage our listeners to send in as many well, absolutely. things but as possible. Doing... And then every episode can be a listener yeah, special. Exactly. We but we've got so many to catch up on. We'll, we'll do that and then we'll go from there. So we have learnt this week on Seti Sopo that the opposite of nostalgia is... Why don't you ever write them down? <laughs> I have to write them down. Yeah, you do have to write them out because you do the summary. But what? But you just tell it's me. It's that horrible feeling, isn't it, that we agreed upon? Oh, um, uh, oh, the, 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 thing, the monkey thing. Yeah. The cringe monkey. The opposite of nostalgia is a cringe monkey. The opposite of the Large Hadron Collider is a giant floating Toblerone and the opposite uh, above Switzerland well we assume it's above Switzerland and the opposite of turning 30 is 5 seconds before an orgasm you have 12 seconds to plug your other podcasts British Museum member cast will be out that's got Julia Farley in it she's amazing Uh, it's all about Romans and helmets Uh, sharp uh, Z-List Deadlist is out at the moment. There's another one coming out at the end of the month, which will be about diving. And that's it. So basically, yeah, if you like helmets and diving, <laughs> my podcasts are for you. But ZListDeadlist.com and Google British Museum Membercast or search for hashtag Membercast. We are about to go and try and stop your washing machine from taking off. It really is. I think it's trying to get itself a Toblerone. <laughs> Bye-bye. Let's bang my gavel then, I don't know why. Who's the end of the show? Oh, yeah.